Welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and Beth Christine. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I am Tyler. And I'm Beth. Um, and today we are continuing from a previous episode uh, that Cantu and I did called Tarantino Deep Cuts, uh, where we talked about films where uh, he, uh, the, the lesser known Tarantino directed films. Uh, or partially directed. Uh, these are films that he had a hand in writing, but uh, had nothing to do with when it came to directing them. So uh, those films are True Romance, Natural Born Killers, and From Dusk Till Dawn. Beth. So you know uh, you you weren't you haven't you haven't been on any of the the Tarantino related episodes, but you're pretty familiar with his work for the most part. Oh, yeah. And it's actually just been, like, in the past year mm-hmm. that I actually started getting into him because I would hear about him all the time because, you know, he's the great man. Yeah, he's the um, very good boy. And I want to say I didn't expect you to do something like this. Like, it, it, was, it wasn't something... Very last minute. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't something I ever thought about. Like, oh, yeah, he's, like, been on other things, but he's, yeah. like, it's so weird not seeing his name up front. Yeah, well, because, I mean, like, so this was a time... Right after Reservoir Dogs came out, where uh, every single year he had something coming out. From basically 1992 to 1997, every year he had at least one movie uh, that he either wrote or directed or had some hand in. Um, In 1994, he had two, Pulp Fiction and Natural Born Killers. So Reservoir Dogs was kind of like his takeoff movie? Mm -hmm. I think he sold the, the screenplay for True Romance and maybe even Natural Born Killers, like before uh and then i think he used that money to go shoot reservoir dogs and just happened to finish it uh faster because you know a smaller production tends to be a little bit faster than uh hollywood sometimes right the hollywood machine uh so let's just get right into true romance so i've seen this one before uh you've seen you've seen one of these movies before you haven't seen true romance or natural no, I killers haven't. right um, so I've seen this movie once before a couple years ago, and the biggest thing it had going against it uh, was the fact that I hate Christian Slater's face and his voice. I I just I, he has like a he probably second most punchable face next to Billy Zane, uh, who's like the douchebag in Titanic. <laughs> uh, I I I hate both of their faces. Uh, so that was a that was like I knew that was gonna be a hurdle to get over. But I guess, like, what are what are your general thoughts on this movie? You know, um, like, you know, like, this one, we just watched it. I'd say it was probably my least favorite out of the three. You know, I, I laughed at some parts. Mm-hmm, me too. Uh, like, going into it, like, I, I was a little bit confused, like, towards kind of the middle. Then I kind of got, you know, the direction toward they were going. Well, because it then, starts off as a completely different movie. Right. It's like... Like, you have this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, do we want to get into the guy first? Can I can I uh, try and, like, try my best to give a synopsis? Because these are probably, like, they're fairly well-known movies, but, like, not everyone. Like, I bet, like, people would be like, what? Tarantino had anything to do with these? Right. Um. So the premise of this film is, uh, let me just try and uh, cram the whole explanation in here. You've got this guy, Clarence, played by uh, Christian Slater, and he meets uh, this this girl 
uh, he, he's this, he's a comic book nerd. He likes Kung Fu movies. He's Quentin Tarantino, basically. Uh, he, he wrote himself into this movie and he's this, this shy comic book nerd. And he meets this girl, uh, played by Patricia Arquette. And, uh, they, they have the night of their lives. Uh, um, and she's, uh, she's, turns out to be a call girl. That's uh like they they fall in love immediately, which is a which is a big uh which is a big thumbs down <laughs> from oh. from the gate right out the gate. Like all of a sudden, so as soon as Clarence gets laid, apparently he he thinks like all of a sudden that he, okay, so he goes into the bathroom. He immediately marries this girl after knowing her for a day, uh, which is a really which is really dumb, and then. Uh, he, he's like he's in the bathroom and the voice of Elvis starts talking to him because he's a big Elvis fan. This this mm-hmm. is a, this is basically a feature length remake of My Best Friend's Birthday for anyone who's curious. Uh, he, he, would, he would fuck Elvis. So um, uh, Elvis says, kill him, kill them, Clarence, kill them all. <laughs> and uh, he, he, he goes and he kills uh, Patricia Arquette's pimp. And uh, basically turns into a psychopath and uh, a really cool drug dealer, uh, bad uh, acting like he's a badass all of a sudden. It's like you didn't change, right? That's the thing. It's like there's this was just like a, a like a guy, you yeah. Know? Like this this guy was this guy was like some dweeb, like right. Fifteen minutes ago, right? Like that's who you sold us that he is, and then like there's no arc. Where he turns into like he doesn't go from like you know geek to Scarface like there's no right. like there's not like big rainbow arch here, he's just all of a sudden acting like he's been cool this whole time and it's like no right you're not <laughs> no and like literally there's like an immediate shift from like you know the previous scene of you know him and his a uh, good old wife yeah uh just like eating pie watching a movie yeah just, like and then. The next time he comes in, like, hey, you stupid bitch. You yeah. stupid bitch. Are you in love with him? You stupid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, I love you. He's like, you. Free, yeah, freaking out. Makes her lo- love him more. Uh, which, it's so it's so weird. It's like, you, the girl, she liked him because he wasn't like that. Right. But then she immediately forgets that. And, uh, like, yeah, n- now, they're, now they're slinging coke. Right. It's like, what a, Cantu was originally supposed to come and do this podcast uh, with us. I uh, couldn't make it. So he watched this movie and he really liked it. And I, I would have loved to pick his brain about how the fuck he likes this movie right. <laughs> or how anyone likes this movie. It's, it's, it's really bad. I <laughs> even characters that were like, okay. in it, I yeah. would just like get annoyed with them, get annoyed with what they were saying or uh, yeah, like with... they would talk too much. Like this is, so I've, I've always kind of maintained that like, uh, Reservoir Dogs out of Quentin Tarantino's movies that he's directed. Like, it's his most immature one. It's still a fucking great movie. But, like, everyone talks like he does. And they all, like, all these, like, you know, uh, you know, thieves and criminals are, like, talking about, like, you know, artsy movies. It's like, why would they possibly know anything about what you're talking about? But, like, this is, like, that on hyperdrive like how the fuck would any of them know any of this and uh like yeah no there's some really cool characters in here like uh the pimp drexel uh played by uh uh, gary oldman or gary youngman in this case am i right folks let's let's yeah let's hear it yeah here we go yeah keep keep it coming all right there we go yeah no I i was looking at him and i'm like i think i said i've never seen a character like this before (laughs) so 
because he's just like he's just so ridiculous but yes. so like different from what yeah I'm used he's to like see. a comic book i i really appreciate his character right um walkins all christopher walken shows up and he's really good in this movie and he's only in there for one scene Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, Samuel L. Jackson's there as well. Like, did Samuel L. Jackson die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like it, it would have it would show promise of being really good, and then they'd keep talking, and mm. it's like this feels like some like some kid in high school trying to be Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. and utterly failing. <laughs> but it's like I can't say too much, you know. I can't give it too much shit. Because this literally reminds me of the first feature film script I ever wrote. Uh, like, I was watching it, you know, a couple years ago, and I I wrote this thing, like, maybe eight years ago. And I'm just thinking, like, it has so many similar elements. Like, guy, guy meets perfect girl for him. Like, uh, in the commentary for this movie, Tarantino said, because uh, one of the few times he's ever done a commentary... He says that uh, he he wrote this before he ever had his first girlfriend. And I was like, yep, yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> you can tell this guy has no idea what a relationship is like. Right. And, um, and I, I had I, I fell into this, all the same pitfalls. Right. So it's like, I, I totally understand this script. Right. And I'm wondering, like, you know, if he wrote it maybe, like, a bit faster than his others. Or, like, just didn't, like, look through it enough. And say, it's just, it's. I think it's just not... He he wasn't very refined uh, mm-hmm. at what he was doing yet. Right. Uh, this this is uh he this is where this is where he got all of his all the bad stuff out of the way and then immediately started writing hits basically. Right. Um. So yeah. No. I um. I'm trying to like I'm trying to like throw a couple more good things in here because like the Hans Zimmer score is really good. It's way more repetitive than I remember, but like, you know, it's, it's got, it's got nice, uh, tunes. The shootout at the end is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Although it, it like, so, <laughs> so at the end of the movie, jumping right to that real quick. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a big shootout when they're trying to do the drug deal. Uh, Clarence gets shot in the face and, uh, uh, you know, the, the girl's, like, you know, like, screaming and crying over him. Like, no, how could this happen to me? Uh, then he just gets up. He's okay. Yeah, and then they have, like, a kid, and she goes, if, if the bullet had been two inches left. It's, it's like, like, it's on his left side. It would have skimmed him. Yeah. <laughs> it would have missed even more if it went right, to the I left. Didn't, right, and it's like, I didn't quite understand. I still don't understand. Um, and then there's, like, during the shootout, there's this one guy. I forget which character he was supposed to be. He was just like, I need an ambulance. it's like yeah some rando guy that we've never seen before um but no so by the way did it did it seem weird to you that he was okay at the end that was the director tony scott's decision i'm pretty it was either tony scott's decision or like it was a studio thing saying like hey you need to give this a happy ending in the original script he was yeah he was dead well yeah that's the thing it it seemed weird it seemed out of place it seemed like first of all obviously these two people should not be conceiving a child (laughs) yeah no and like they just seemed like a oh yeah we're a happy normal family it's Mm -hmm. like oh no that poor kid yeah (laughs) yeah. and then like yeah so clarence is just uh, a horrible vapid stupid character who uh has no arc whatsoever the girl is a terrible character who just giggles throughout the entire movie and doesn't do jack shit. Uh, she's just some dumb bimbo uh, with, without any personality or nuance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, uh, I I hate every character pretty much except for the one that's 
consistently good is uh, Brad Pitt, who just he just kind of hangs out on the couch. Oh yeah, no, I, for, I totally <laughs> forgot about him. No, yeah, he, yeah, he was great. He never leaves the couch, which I appreciate. <laughs> This guy, this couch potato is just like, oh, yeah, they're they're there. Yeah. They're over there. Just some guy comes up and asks, like, hey, where are these guys at? Oh, yeah, they're at the motel. Uh, <laughs> want to come watch TV with me? No, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> you want to smoke a, smoke a bomb with me? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> One of my notes was, do you, fu- uh, do you fucking, are you fucking in love with him? Uh, and I wrote, this shrimp dick moron starts acting like a psycho. She loves him more. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I... I I'm surprised because it's crazy. Like you're supposed to like these guys and at no point do they ever give you a reason to. They immediately like drop any like, I forgot they were a couple halfway through the movie. I forgot she existed and she was a character because they just, they jump onto this cocaine deal thing. And it's like, what does this have to do with the first half of the movie? Mm -hmm. And like, there's another film on this list that has a, has a pretty sharp left turn. But uh, it all like, it makes sense like it all like it all flows together by the end of it mm-hmm. like this this is just a big this is a big fucking mess and I also wrote if so, if this bitch dumped popcorn on me started smoking and talking in the theater I would not be getting pie with her right <laughs> <laughs> any other any other thoughts on true romance um no that I think I think we just about covered all of it and we'd be repeating more things. <laughs> So you want my rating first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I, again, I just saw this, didn't quite know what to rate it. Like a four. That's where I'm at. I'm at okay. a four. Which is probably the lowest I think I've ever rated a Tarantino related yeah. film. Yeah. So four for me. Mm-hmm. Four also for me. Um, There was a point in the movie where we were checking the runtime to see, because like uh, Chris had gotten home and, you know, he's uh he's sitting here monitoring the recording. Uh, so like, we, I was trying to let him know when we were going to be ready. And, uh, we looked and it had 30 minutes left and it's like, I thought it was going to end in 10. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's a very good chance this might go lower. But the, the last third, like the, the last 10 minutes besides the dumb ending, mm-hmm. uh, were, were a little bit better. So. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, uh. It wasn't as bad. It, it it moved by a little bit faster than right. Well, like, um, just like right before we stopped, I thought like the big like finale thing was supposed to be her getting beat up and like oh they're going to Cancun and like yeah. all that. But now it's the shoot off. Yeah. Which I, I I guess I liked a little better. Yeah. I no. Wish, <laughs> I wish it would have happened. You know, I was I was okay with uh, the guy from The Sopranos beating her. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think you said yeah, yeah, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I just hated these characters so much, but yeah, no. Uh, so that's a that's a solid four, <laughs> a, a perfect four out of ten. Um, so let's let's move on to our next film, Natural Born Killers. So I saw this one on Netflix years ago, um, and this one's directed by Oliver Stone. Uh, Quentin Tarantino did write the script. Um, technically it was supposed to be a follow-up to True Romance at one point. He, so he sold the script, Oliver Stone and a couple of other guys rewrote it. Basically, Quentin Tarantino's completely disowned this movie. Right. Um, it's, yeah, has nothing to do with, uh, the, the original script. And, uh, Oliver Stone's, if, I don't know if you know too much about him, he's an insane person. 
<laughs> that like that's that's always kind of been my picture of this movie and i always wanted to give it a second chance so this was that second chance right well i guess to start out with i liked it 10 times better than the previous yeah. one it's just like it's one of those things like i i still don't know exactly what to make of it yeah well because here's the thing there's a lot of things i do like about it but there's a lot of things I also fucking hate about this oh, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. um, everything is a Dutch angle. Everything's like slightly askew. Uh, I To basically sum this film up, if no one's ever heard of it before, uh, this is the ultimate 90s edgelord film. Uh, this is like... So it's, 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 it's... The point of the film is to kind of show like... This is how, uh, like, tragedy and mass murders are, like, celebrated in the media. And show like the hypocrisy of it all man and then but like at the same time like they're also like but by doing that they're also glorifying it at the same time it's like i'm not like i'm not an anti-violence in movies guy by any means (laughs) this 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 goes not overboard on violence but it just like it goes overboard on it's very ham-fisted in its message and probably like okay so there's there's a thing when this came out like a bunch of movies like you know, like Clockwork Orange when it came out had this same sort of problem where it was blamed for a bunch of copycat murders. Uh, uh, in quotes, we uh, we've talked about this kind of thing before on the podcast, but uh, I, this one really baffles me because it's like, how can you copy any of this? You can't fucking tell what's happening in the movie. It's right. so like the stylistic editing is just so all over the place that like, how could you like, how do you copy this movie? <laughs> Yeah, it's weird to think about, like, copying these two because they're just, like, so all over the place. They're so crazy. Um, the whole the whole thing is crazy. Like, I was um, laughing quite a bit <laughs> during a lot of Yeah. Just, just because, like, I mean, I don't know, like, if we want to jump. I, I'm going to save a few things for later. Okay. Um, but, like, yeah, there were, there were just some things that were just so insane. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, there's there's no way I could take that seriously ever. Yeah. Like, if, if I were a serial killer, I, I could not look at this. This would not be something that would inspire me yeah. to uh, kill. This would be like, are you fucking making fun of me? <laughs> yeah, but um, as you were saying about kind of like the ham-fisted, like, yeah. this is, this is like, the, the movie kind of did this thing where it kept hopping back and forth from like, what turned them into, like, kind of the people that they are. Yeah. Um, like, the girl with her dad and, I I guess, the guy with his mom or dad. But I think both his both. mom and dad, yeah. Yeah, it, like, you know, kept hopping back and forth from that. The whole time I was, like, thinking, you know, that's sad and that's awful. However, they're the ones still killing and raping people. Yeah. So, like... I These mean, guys aren't also aren't very likable. Right, no, yeah, they're horrible people. Um... Like, you know, they, they try to kind of show, like, the, the sort of, like, weird cult status that, like, people like this get in real life. Where, like, you know, there's there's people who, like, oh, I want to marry Charles Manson or, uh, you know, uh, Eric and Dylan did nothing wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, right. these, these kind of people. Uh, but, like, because there's, I think there's someone, I, we, I think we both laughed. There was a sign that said, uh, like, murder me Mickey or something. Murder me Mickey. I, I thought that was pretty funny, but, like. No, yeah, it, it's definitely ham-fisted, but when you're talking about uh, some of, like, the weird, the, the weird stuff, I just, I, I couldn't help but laugh thinking about the, uh, the sitcom stuff. That was, that was hilarious. Like, that was, that was so, that, that was uh, a really good idea, for, think, for this movie. For context, by the way, so it's, uh, like, they're, they randomly just cut back to, uh, um, Mallory's, uh, like, upbringing, 
uh, and it ha- it's like in a like a '50s sitcom style. And Rodney Dangerfield is, and Rodney Dangerfield is her dad, and uh, he's like like just being like the, he's like a greasy like with his eyes bulging out of his head like he usually looks. And he's like an abusive father calling her, oh, oh you stupid bitch. <laughs> you stupid bitch. <laughs> yeah, like. Apparently he just did not fucking get it whatsoever by <laughs> when they were filming it, by the way. Which is, which is just great. Oh, jeez. He was, he was just perfect. Um, I, that, that was, that's probably the best casting in the entire movie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and then she goes crazy from that yeah uh, they end up killing both the parents yeah um they set the mom on fire they set the mom on fire like it was it was weird though because so the mom's there i think they tied her up or something yeah cause she was you know unable to move they set her on fire and she's kind of like you didn't do nothing <laughs> it's like i mean neither did you at the moment yeah. like <laughs> i mean like you're probably more capable of doing something <laughs> All right um but yeah, like there's there's lots of things like so the movie would go from like color to black and white to eight millimeter to like security cam to uh, it almost looked like you know cell phone footage, uh-huh. um, which it couldn't have been back then. But like it, it had like that like really washed out look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it was just this really weird uh, like it, it was it was stylization overload. Um, I liked, I liked some of it. Um, I like some of their lighting choices. Like there's the, there's like the drug zone scene where like they're trying to get the anti-venom. Right. Uh, and that, that looks really cool. Like they've, it's the whole store is like full of, like it never would exist in real world, but like, uh, like just full of like lime green neon and, uh, they've got like the skeletons on the counters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks really cool. Yeah, there was this other part where they're like, you know, clearly driving in a fake car or yeah. something. Yeah, like the rear view projection stuff. Right, yeah. yeah, like a green screen. And they had like an actual road and it's like, that looks so unbelievably fake. Like, yeah. this, this has to be a joke. And then it like popped up like dandelions, like they were driving yeah. on those. I'm like, okay. All or right. just like, like demons or whatever. Demons, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I like a lot of that stuff. I feel like if you just did that and weren't constantly switching from black and white to color, like, I feel feel like if you, like, picked one of those things, it would have worked. Right, that's Um, fair. But, yeah, it's, it feels like it was, uh, it feels like it it was edited by, uh, like, the, the, the primate section at the zoo. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It it was so weird, because, like, so... Two of the movies that we watched today had, uh, or not today, but you know, for this for this episode, uh, Juliette Lewis was in two of them, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it reminded me. Oh yeah, she was like the Jennifer Lawrence of the '90s, uh, uh, and yeah, now she's kind of not around anymore. It looks like she had a fun time though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these two characters, their feelings towards each other, I couldn't quite understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were. You know, obviously they're both crazy. Yeah. But they were just like really possessive towards one another, but then not at the same time. Yeah. Like like things like uh you know so they uh apparently like got married mm-hmm. if you would you know, call it that. Yeah. Um, not then, legally. Not legally uh, by <laughs> any means, but uh, so but yeah, I guess let's just say that they're married. In the eyes um, of God, they in are. In the eyes of God, they are, and in, in you know the snake stuff. <laughs> But yeah, so they're like together and uh, 
Then, like, they, they have this girl tied up, uh, probably been raping her and yeah stuff all along. And I forget which which part came first, because the girl took off her ring to shower or something. Yeah. Like, no, you can never take this ring off. Mm-hmm. This, ring, this ring has so much meaning. And then, uh, yeah, she, like, gets he starts, met. He starts fucking the hostage right yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah, fucking the hostage. She leaves. She starts fucking someone else. And then it's like, you know, I just, I, I never understand <laughs> what they're thinking. Well, when your movie's a two-hour-long music video, uh, what, what, how else are you going to fill it up? Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of stuff, but, yeah, like, the, the characters were just all over the place. Uh, it, it had a, I just had a hard time with the editing and with, you know, the, the crazy writing, trying to follow where anyone was, how, how anyone... I don't think you're supposed to really know how anyone feels. Like even like Robert Downey Jr.'s character, who's like this, uh, he's like this, you know, uh, reporter, uh, like right. you know, uh, t- interviewing like serial killers and stuff. One of those guys, like he he like is on their side at some point, right? Which is was a weird jump. Uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones shows up in this movie looking absolutely disgusting. He looks like John Waters. <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, I'll, I'll show you a picture of him later. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's he's gross. Yeah, the ending was just madness. Like, yeah. I I was pretty lost, but I was just kind of rolling with it. Yeah. And then towards the end, it's like, uh, all right. This is <laughs> Whatever. What, this is what we're doing. <laughs> just fuck it. Here we go. But yeah, no, my, my final thoughts, I'll go ahead and say, are just a big mess with a few cool ideas and uh, none of Tarantino's charm. I'm going to give it... I'm gonna give it four point three, Jamie's, just so it's better than uh, so it's better than True Romance. I thought I I thought I I, I thought I hated this movie compared to True Romance uh, before rewatching them. Uh, no, I had a better time watching the other one. Uh, it had a lot right. more creativity, and it uh, like while the characters were also terrible in this, uh, like I had more fun watching them uh, than I did with uh, the True Romance characters. They're all psychopaths, right? I'd say, you know, myself, I, I had a much better time watching this. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good movie oh, no. by any means. Uh, you know, there was, again, as you said, uh, it, it really was a big mess. <laughs> Things could have been done so much better. I'd um, love to see, a like, a better version of it. Right. Uh, the characters were just, like, <laughs> batshit insane and horrible people throughout the whole thing. But I, I still had a fun time watching it. Um, I laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably give it a 5.5 okay. or so. There, There is, uh, Tarantino released the like his version of the script. I'd like to check it out. Um, it's probably just as bad as True Romance. I mean, it, it would be it'd be worth a read as a as a bit of a completionist. Right. I was wondering if you had like any time to maybe like reflect or improve. Uh, yeah. I feel like I mean, because uh, I was talking to Cantu about it a little bit earlier, uh, just because he had watched that one, and uh, I told him that my best friend's birthday was uh, a version of True Romance. He, he just couldn't believe it because there was such a jump in quality. So yeah, I mean, it's better uh, than it used to be. But still not very good. Right. Um, I think it's kind of worth saying I haven't seen my best friend's birthday. Yeah. All the 30 minutes of it that exist. Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Not quite sure what that is. Let's move on to the third and final film of the night. Sounds good. I'm excited. So our third film of the night is From Dusk Till Dawn. 
And uh, I've seen this one several times. My second time seeing it? Yeah. Yeah, this would be yeah. your second time, right? Um, Jeez, where do you want to start? <laughs> I, you know, probably, I mean, because there's a certain twist in this film. And so if anyone doesn't, uh, if anyone hasn't heard of this before, don't listen from here on out. Because there's uh, there's something... Uh, there's there's something that happens like halfway through the movie that you won't see coming unless you already know about it. Oh yeah. And uh, so yeah, just preserve that surprise for yourself. <laughs> like if if stop listening now, go go. You have my hearty recommendation. I love this movie. Right. Yeah. Don't don't look anything up. Don't even do, like if you own the movie. Don't watch like the little the pre- DVD menu thing. Just yeah. press play and just watch this movie. I think. Oh wow! I think our 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 guy Chris over here is trying to enter. What what? Chris, you're supposed to be listening to the recording. Thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. So what Tyler's talking about the surprise thing. So I spoilers had, from here on out. So I had basically no context for the pod for the podcast for the movie. Yeah. Um. So I was told, you know, Dust Till Dawn. It's like a it's a crime thriller thing with you know has uh, George Clooney and Tarantino's in it. It's, it's gonna be quirky, right? Yeah. I had no idea this is a vampire movie. I actually at first thought I was like like zombies or whatever. Can I give my explanation real quick that, that yeah, I yeah, gave yeah, to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I basically said it's half. Tarantino crime movie half Robert Rodriguez exploitation film. Yeah. And that's about that's I didn't say anything about vampires. Yeah, and it's like so I basically went in there thinking like, okay, it's be like, you know, Django Unchained sort of thing, and all of a sudden they're gonna be like just shoot out at the very end or whatever. Yeah. Cool, whatever. <laughs> um and you know, they go into this club where it's like, you know, Cheech Marin, who by the way plays like three parts in this fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, talking about the different things you can find in the club. Yeah. And uh, I'll let you watch the watch the movie over and over again. That's my favorite parts of the movie, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Um, and so I'm just watching this part, and all of a sudden just, uh, uh, what is her name? What's the actress's name? Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek turns into, like, this gross creature thing. Next thing I know is I'm watching a vampire uh, <laughs> movie. How did you feel about it? I, I was distraught. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea, and I just sat there. I think for the rest of the movie, with my with my mouth just wide open, agape, like uh, some mouth breathing weirdo. And I I didn't know to do myself after watching the movie. I was like, what, what would, what, so if you had to give a Jamie rating real quick, Chris, what would it be? Oh Christ, uh, I, I, you know I'll go and give it a six. Okay, go. all right. I'll, I'll be I'll be nice to it. The first time I saw it, I was like, I'll never, never watch this again. Watch a little bit more of it. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll watch. Maybe I'll get another chance. Or whatever. I. I you just done to like just rewatch the whole things. I think I watched end, yeah. like I think I like I said like I came in on the part where the vampire stuff yeah. happened. So there you go. There's my there's my review. Okay, get back uh, to get back uh, to the, the headphones, best. Chris. Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Is there no security in this place? But yeah, so you didn't know anything about the vampire thing either. Right. Yeah. No. The first time I watched it, it was crazy because it's like. Yeah, the first part is just totally, like, a Tarantino kind of style. And then it's, like, completely, like, shifts over to Robert Rodriguez. Um, Yeah, I'm, like, watching it. I'm, like, wow, this is a very disturbing, (laughs) strange movie. And this is just the beginning. This is an effects movie, like, from top to bottom. This is. The effects are just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Like, I I myself, like, I'm kind of getting into, like, you know... Yeah. monster effects and everything so just like watching this like you know stuff like this and then stuff like uh an american werewolf in london mm-hmm. like just i just get so it makes me calm i just dude. get so aroused <laughs> it's, um, it's the best shit 
<laughs> but yeah, just like kind of going back. This movie um, gets me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the beginning of the movie. The characters are yeah. just, I I really like enjoyed them. Yeah. They were, the acting was very good. Um, See, all three of these movies have something in common where the main characters are psychopaths. But right. like, it becomes very, it's like, oh, well, maybe that just doesn't work. Like, you can't have unlikable people as, as uh, your main characters. It's like, no, here's prime real estate. This is how you do it. Right. Like, you know, prime rib dinner, Monday night special. Here it is. Dig in. That's what we're. That's what we paid the money for. Here we go, baby. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, George Clooney rattle off some Tarantino monologues. This is beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Who would you say uh, was your favorite character? Both. Like I wrote down that like both George Clooney as Seth Gecko and um, Harvey Keitel as the as the dad mm-hmm. are both really great in here. I I love them both. They're both like great actors. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna have to go with George Clooney. He's amazing. Right. That, that's kind of It's like, him in his prime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the same thought process I have. Though I would actually probably have to go with, uh, the dad. Yeah. Just because I'm like, his character is like, so this man, he was a priest. Yeah. But then his wife died. He's got know? a very good arc in this movie. Oh, yeah. You know, his, his wife died horribly in like a car crash and she mm-hmm. was, she pretty much like suffered until she died. Yeah. So he's like questioning his faith in God and yeah. kind of just like, I think taking his kids on this trip to like. Kind of get away from it. Get away from it. Yeah. And then uh, they all get kidnapped and like, so these two guys are just used to like everyone obeying them, like getting their way and everything. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, you know, I'm. I'm doing this because you have a gun right now, and yeah. I don't want my kids to die. Yeah. But fucking listen here. Yeah. It's not gonna. <laughs> We're be- doing it on my terms. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like- there's a part where they're at the border, and uh, there's like, just tell the like tell the border guards what's happening. Uh, they're they're running the show. He's like, no, I'm running the show. I'm running the show. And right. like, that's yeah. It's like you know what he kind of is. <laughs> I kind I kind of realize like he's kind of Seth's getting what he wants, but like. Only on only on Harvey Keitel's terms. Right. Oh, yeah. And then it just eventually evolves into like, all right, you know, you're the bitch now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. he straight up just punches him in the face at one point. Which, yeah. Which was like just the best. It's like he's just so <laughs> fucking like just done with all this shit at this point. It's like, yeah, no. Um, one of my favorite lines, though. So Tarantino is a big fucking creep in this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I just love. Richie's such a psycho. Yeah. Like, he's just so, like, just wormy and just, like, just... And there's, like, a part where he's, like, in the back with the daughter. Um, what the hotel first? Well, oh, yeah, the hotel. Richie, would you please eat my pussy out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, um... Sh- sure. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> and then they're yeah they're sitting in the back of the van like if you want me to did you did you mean what you said at the hotel because I I do that for you. he's like what did I say right yeah oh this by the way was a hallucination yeah he, yeah 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 that he had she did not say that <laughs> and so yeah she's just like what the fuck are you talking about um and yeah so the dad's like if he touches her I'll kill him he's like oh George Clooney kind of goes like oh fair enough you know if if you break your word I'll kill you. I'll kill your whole family. That's what he says. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, no, there's uh, there's a also in that same scene. There's a dumb little line. Uh, where are we going? Mexico. What's in Mexico? Mexicans. Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess could, should we kind of get to like the in Mexico part? I want to rewind a little bit because sure. there's something that we've totally skipped over, which is the amazing opening scene. 
um, with the uh, with the gas station attendant. Uh, yeah, he's uh, that whole scene's just amazing. It's it's literally perfect for this movie. It is. There are a few opening scenes that right. I can truly describe as perfection, and like this is like it grabs you right from the get go. Right, and the gas station clerk is just one of those examples of like an actor who left a mark on a movie. Yeah, but you know, just by being in there. So little, he he did such a good job. Yeah. It was just great. To the point where, like, you see him, like, maybe five minutes later uh, in the little newsreel. Like, they show the picture of him. He's holding up the giant fish. And it's like, I love this guy. Right. It's <laughs> like, I love this guy. I love how this is the only picture they got of him. <laughs> like, I just, I love how it's in the IMDb thing. <laughs> yeah, it is on the IMDb stills. Um, there's also, also part of the newsreel. They say that uh, they broke out, they broke out in Wichita. Hey, what's up, dudes? Hey, my dudes. Uh, but yeah, no, perfect opening scene. Uh, I love how it, like cut. I love how they do the opening titles with the uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I said this, but this is my favorite Robert Rodriguez movie. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I actually haven't. You know, I'm not sure. I I think I saw what was it? Desperado. Desperado. I saw Desperado, and I really loved that movie too. Mm-hmm, that one's this, really good. Yeah, this one. Like second best. Yeah, out of those two, this one obviously takes the cake for me. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, just there are only a, a few that are really, really worth watching. Um, I'd say like watch Machete, watch Machete Kills, uh, watch uh, Sin City. That's the other one to, okay. to check out. Awesome. But other than that, um, you don't have to watch the Spy Kids movies. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't think we're going. <laughs> well, the third one, Chris says the the third one, Spy Kids 3D game over. Sylvester Stallone talks to himself. I'm just thinking about that now. Um, okay. Whew, serious face. Game plan. Here we go. I'd also say this movie's criminally underrated. Oh, yeah. No. I do not hear nearly enough people talk about it, right. which is almost kind of a good thing because then people can still be surprised. But like right. 20, what, what was it? What was it? Like 2014 for you, 2017 in the year of our Lord. You saw this movie and had no idea that there were any vampires in it, right? And like that—that's a beautiful thing. So I'm kind of—I'm—I'm gl- I'm, I'm kind of glad. I, the hipster in me is glad that, uh, right. that no one knows this movie. No, exists. yeah, I'm like I'm kind of glad I have this. Like you know, I'm, I'm gonna go around someone. I might say something about. No one's gonna know what I'm talking about, yeah. and that's okay because <laughs> I love this movie. Um, uh, one last quote from the the first act. I said, plant yourself. Plants don't talk. This movie is just amazing. <laughs> Are you hearing this, folks? <laughs> Go, Are you this is the good stuff. <laughs> Go watch from Dust Till Dawn right now. Oh, I mean, like, and by the way, if you're if you stuck around, Trooper over here, uh, who uh, decided to listen even though we said not to, if you didn't know that there are vampires in it, it's still I, I knew that there are vampires in it, and I still loved this movie, but I knew I had to preserve the secret for anyone else. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you know there's vampires in it, it's still worth watching. Oh, yeah. There is a companion film, by the way. Uh, this is totally off topic, but it was my next note. There's a companion film called Full Tilt Boogie. It's an on-set video crew uh, trying to get the film unionized. Uh, and then they kind of disguise that as if it's a behind-the-scenes documentary. So, like, it's not a very good behind-the-scenes documentary. Mm-hmm. You get some cool on-set stuff. But it's it's mostly just, like, the crew, like, following, like, around, like, rando crew members. Right. And it's because, like, they're just trying to show, like, hey, yeah, we should get this movie, you know, let's let's get some unions on here. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, like Chris brought up earlier, uh, Cheech. 
plays three characters, um, which uh, all three of them. You get three cheeches for the price of one. It's pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. You get you get white pussy, brown pussy, smelly pussy, <laughs> horse pussy, dog pussy. <laughs> Bloody pussy if you, if you If you find better pussy anywhere else, fuck it. Yeah, that, <laughs> that guy. This, this, one, this podcast is a big mess. <laughs> everyone's just sitting around here laughing. Yeah. <laughs> what a train wreck. But yeah, no, because uh, yeah, he shows up. He's at Border Patrol. He's the one who like uh, peeks in on. Um, is he? Yeah, and then he's also the guy at the very end. Seth's doing the deal with. Wow, I actually did not realize that until just now. He looks different in every role. Yeah, he looks different and like, you know, he's around for so little and he's mm-hmm. doing something so different each time that yeah. I don't even think about it. I, um, the first time, first couple times I watched it, I didn't know he was a Border Patrol. I, but I did recognize him at the end. Uh, but no, it's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just figuring this out. This is like <laughs> mind blowing. They use the same fucking actor for three different parts in one movie. Cheech is, Cheech is pretty great. And, and especially anytime he works with Robert Rodriguez, like it's, it's, it's a, it's always a good thing. Um, but <laughs> there's a scene with, uh, Selma Hayek and, uh, this is, this is called the scene where Tarantino, the writer helps out Tarantino, the actor, uh, cause he gets to... Uh, you know, he gets to fulfill his dream of sucking on uh, Selma Hayek's foot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and also, like, you know, so uh, another, like, you know, pretty broad stroke note here. Uh, just talking about, let's just talk about arcs here for a second with uh, with George Clooney. He gets to go from uh, having, uh, basically being, having having his face buried in Selma Hayek's asshole to fighting a giant slimy rat. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I, nothing symbolizes... A fall from grace more than than that. Yep. No. Yeah. That that's really the best. It's like you just you did all that in one movie. So much is happening. Like, he had the best seat in the house. <laughs> he had the best seat in the house. Um. But yeah. No. Like the the because it's it's it kind of leads you in in a way because she's the first person to turn into a vampire and you're like, well, that's weird. But like, I don't think you would have even thought like. Like, that's too outlandish. Like, okay, that's just a thing that happened. Or maybe, like, maybe Richie's just seeing that. Right. And then everyone turns into vampires. And then it's like, you know, and they're even saying, like, you know, I don't believe in vampires or anything. Yeah. But this is real. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it just turns into a, an effects fest. Right. Which, again, was just beautiful. Like Got Tom Savini. <laughs> yeah. uh with his uh with his dick gun yeah uh which is amazing gun. and yeah i i forget the i forget the other guy's name uh he, uh he plays the the guy who was in nam and he's also amazing his name's escaping me now i, I feel bad but um yeah no they're both great additions like they're they're like they're like the main ass kicking force throughout the the first oh, half are. of the vampire stuff no yeah um who is it tom savini you said tom savini's the guy with the dick gun yeah he's like he has killed the most vampires, <laughs> yeah. and then towards the end, he turns into and then he one. Turns into one, and yeah. you know they kind of come at him. It's like you know you're not gonna get him quite as easily. Yeah, it's because he's... sex machine is his name in the sex movie. Sex machine, yep. Oh, sex machine, nice to meet you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, I yeah, because yeah, there's like every kind. Like there's puppets, there's people in costumes. There, there's a bit of dated CGI in here. Right. Like then there's just body parts flying around. Uh, there's like the band playing like the human instruments. That was amazing. The um, band. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, this movie's like entertaining from top to bottom. I, I'm almost out of notes unless you've got anything. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, like, pretty much as far as the effect goes. Like, I really liked all the variety, too. Like, mm-hmm. you had people, like, just completely turned into, like, monsters from head to toe. Yeah. But then you also had people who just, like, their faces were kind of, like you said, just kind of, like, in prosthetics or in makeup. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. There was just so much to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and towards the end, I'm kind of like... Oh, you see, and you see new things every time you watch it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you look away, you're going to miss something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, towards the end, though, everyone's dead. Um, n- nothing's happy. There's no happy ending. They're not even trying to sugarcoat it. Like, everything just sucks. Yeah. But it's okay. As long as you have some money in an RV and you're in Mexico. Like, <laughs> then you're heading down to El Rey. You, get, you got it made. You're going to be all right. I, I want to close with a quote. Fred Williamson. Thank you. Fred Williamson is the name of the guy. Uh, he's great. Uh, he turns into a crocodile vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to close this with a quote. Psychos don't explode when the sunlight hits them. I don't care how crazy they are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, I, you know, I wrote down nine. I'm going with 9.5. I myself, like, can't find anything really wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to have to go with a 10. Uh, yeah. I love this movie. I love this movie. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Might might have might have started off a little shaky with those first two, but the, yeah, hearty recommendation for From Dust Till Dawn. So yeah, that is it. What what's what's coming up next week, Beth? That's on what 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 when is that? On the 29th, uh, or around the 29th, sometime around then. Uh, uh, come come listen to our our podcast on Akira Kurosawa. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.